so I was thinking lately about the hero's journey and the the way that the hero's journey plays into into reality if you don't know what the hero's journey is um, I guess you would call it an eternal concept it is a concept that has been through various iterations over the span of the human condition um, but the most obvious example is the book, The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. Um, taking my shoes off, get comfortable. So the most obvious version of that is The Hero's Journey, the book by Joseph Campbell. Um, and the hero's journey is very simple. It's it's the archetype for every hero who has ever existed. There is a reluctant hero because I guess the opposite of the reluctant hero is the psychopath, the the person that cannot wait to get into battle and swing his sword. Um, but the reluctant hero, Luke Skywalker, Jesus, you know, people who have greatness thrust upon them and find it very difficult to adjust into that greatness and then overcome a series of obstacles to meet an end, <clears throat> to meet an end goal, whether your goal was to save the uh, the Jedi, or whether it's the goal of saving humanity ultimately through your own sacrifice, um, at least earthly. It's something like that. It's something like that. And again, the Hero's Journey book explains this in great detail. There are plenty of videos on YouTube. But it's something like that. It's something like reluctantly accepting sacrifice as a necessary element to moving forward and ultimately achieving uh, freedom and <clears throat> this is why the concept of freedom itself is kind of confusing because when you have freedom set as a right, whether it's by law or it's inalienable or God-given, there is a supposition, I think, and the supposition is that you therefore don't have to work for it, and I think that's, if you look at the, the reason civilizations fall, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, interesting things said about sexuality during the fall of civilizations. But there's something even more intriguing. All the civilizations that have grown empires and then fell have at some point been very proactive 
in the realm of freedoms of giving rights that were not previously available to previous generations to the citizens uh, go giving them uh, the freedom of not having to sacrifice to gain that which is important um, the Mongols the Sumerians the Romans British Empire and currently the American Empire uh, this is why you have the discussions about freedom and the infringement upon at the moment and it's been ratcheted up into a point when I think over the next decade it will be nothing short of constant headline news um, where there's SJWs, you know, cancel culture this idea that there's freedom that was given and now cannot be taken and therefore cannot be fought for or shouldn't be fought for because it is inalienable I think that is Um, I think that is a very interesting concept because it almost negates the hero's journey because the hero's journey is it's integral to that fight for freedom you have to um, overcome those obstacles it's one of the reasons I think that the majority of people who um well, no, not the majority, but a huge proportion of migrants that move to, quote, free countries tend to do better uh, than the people that were born there because they've, they've had to closely follow, perhaps not literally, but they've, they've followed the hero's journey a lot closer than people that had those rights given at birth inalienable, inalienable, I can't speak, inalienably is that the right way to say it that were given those rights at birth i think if you had to you know swim across an ocean or traverse a desert to get to a place where you could possibly be free then um you know your success is it's been it's been roadblocked to a point where you now have it almost as a part of your second nature to to overcome certain things to get to the point where you need to get to I think there is a there's a slack in the system when those rights are just given and you know we use that as a derogatory term it's a given you know you don't do this because it's a given. You do do this because it's a given. Um, those are just my thoughts on that particular subject. But I think what's interesting as far as modern, the modern world's concerned, humanity itself, whether in the West or in developing countries, I think I think that we've strayed away more and more from the hero's journey which I find intrinsic 
I don't think it's the journey of Jesus specifically or Luke Skywalker specifically or any hero in any movie, Harry Potter, etc. Specifically, I think it's an intrinsic part of the human condition to take on the burden, to carry the weight to, to its fullest extent and only then uh, can we be truly free and truly happy. And I think that over the years, as the world's become more mechanized and more convenient, and things like even washing clothes has become uh, a matter of putting things in a machine and pressing a button, whereas before it would have taken half a day, I think that we've deprived ourselves of the struggle. So, you know, hundreds of years ago, we would have lived until our late 30s, early 40s, but we would have achieved, we would have achieved many great things. I think people can now live until they're 80 and it's almost like they double their life expectancy, but half their fulfillment because there's a, there's an essence of this will never end. You know, there's an essence of this will go on for a long time. Therefore, I have time to waste which I don't think existed 300 years ago. I think people were very acutely aware that life was very short, and so did as much as they could in the time they had. But the hero's journey itself, I think, is an intrinsic part of the human condition, and I think it's, it's incorporated into marketing, it's incorporated into your daily life. And I think a lot of the fighting we see verbally, physically, it is a rejection of that. It is a, reje a rejection of Judeo-Christian um, mythos that we are in the image of Christ. We are in the, Im in the image of a person, male or female, that ultimately has to sacrifice to get where they want or to get what is for the greater good I think we as humans have overcomplicated it and moved further away from that to the point where we now um, where we now almost live in a quasi-religious state, you know, it's almost like we treat fame as important, you know, as a kind of, uh, how would you put it, we, we look at people on TikTok and Instagram and look at their quote success, end quote, and that looks like sacrifice. It looks something like the hero's journey. It kind of assimilates it. It resembles it. It, it tastes and smells and looks like it. But in the same way that a strawberry milkshake tastes like strawberry, it isn't, it is a, it's an, it's an approximation because the sacrifice 
isn't there. You, you notice that with movies, you know, whenever you look at the making of documentaries or little uh, TV spots for the latest movie, you'll hear the interviewer asks someone like Tom Cruise, so, you know, are there any, any interesting stories, you know, oh, we heard that, you know, you broke your foot on this movie, and then Tom Cruise will go into this long diatribe, um, he jumped from a building, and his foot landed incorrectly, and he snapped his ankle, and all this kind of stuff, and it's something that a lot of people who work in manual labor do a lot, you know, People get injured all the time at work. Something like 97% of all deaths in the workplace happen to men between the ages of 25 and 45. Um, so and it's something like 800 people a year on average in, in the United States of America. They go, they go to work and never go home. Um, and there's no... There's nothing on TV about these people, you know. There's nothing about quote sacrifice for these people, because because it doesn't look and taste and feel like a hero's journey, you know. It's all about the angle. It's all about the the assimilation. So when we look at Tom Cruise telling everyone how he broke his finger, hurt his arm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it is feeding into that element of sacrifice that these people are in some way sacrificing and then the success that they have is a natural um, it's a natural byproduct almost like yeast is produced in the production of beer well, well of course I have fame and millions of dollars because I sacrificed I broke my foot um, but it's just an assimilation it's just a, it's a facsimile of the hero's journey it isn't clearly there was never any chance that that guy was in danger like tom cruise was not going to die making the next mission impossible um and you see this a lot in marketing with coaches uh, i call it curated empathy you know they will tell people how 12 months ago i was sleeping on a couch and i was broke and i had no money and i couldn't even afford pizza and now I live in a mansion, I've got a great wife and I've got a Lamborghini and five Teslas. It's the approximation of the hero's journey as opposed to the realisation of the hero's journey. Two very different things. And when I look at this stuff, I, you know, I used to get quite mad about it and quite bitter about it, weirdly. Now I look at it with a very different eye. Now I look at it in a, in, a, in a way that's... I understand what they're doing. I understand why they're doing it. And I understand that ultimately it doesn't pan out because it is only an approximation. Now that approximation may work for a decade, a day, a lifetime but it is just an approximation until that person physically goes through the journey for real I guess it's the difference between um, flight simulator and flying 
you can go through the simulator a hundred times but it isn't quite like flying and so the simulator is sort of like Tony Robbins you know this person who puts all this work in and you know kicks his own ass because he's not doing well and he's got to keep working hard to give his people what they need and and all this kind of stuff but it isn't it isn't quite Jesus it's just Tony Robbins it's it's a simulation the real sacrifice is at the very front of that calculation it's the people that die you know in the face of that they can look at the face of death and still smile because they know that they're on the right path regardless of the visual outcome or how it may or may not look on Instagram sorry about that a little bit of an interruption uh, I'm back I'm back um, so where were we so having said that about the hero's journey and how it is an integral integral part of the human experience um, something Joe Rogan said in his podcast is very interesting he said that and I actually wrote a blog post about this a while back I said that he said that um, I'll, I'll, I'll start again <laughs> um, he said on his podcast that life is some sort of journey it's definitely some sort of journey and you should treat your life as imagine that there's a film crew following you from today there's a film crew following you and you get to change everything you get to change what you eat how you sleep what kind of content you consume you get to change all of those things and you can become the hero in your own story I don't know if he was subconsciously thinking about this or he was voicing an opinion that was somehow uh, integral to his being because again if you're if you're podcasting for three hours a day two hours a day however long he runs for you're going to run into these instances where you're speaking and you're not fully aware of the content of the thing that you're saying but you can come you can come through almost like a doorway where you're saying profound things and you don't really understand what it is but you it is profound because people on the other end of the conversation who are listening they're reacting in a certain way they're reacting in a certain way that you could never expect in a way that say when he does comedy he understands how they react because he says blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and the audience goes ha 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 like there's an immediate reaction to that but there's something to do 
with the cadence of comedy perhaps or the cadence of speaking a lot because Rogan again he does three or four podcasts a week three hours at a time he speaks a lot so I think that he he subconsciously tapped into what he didn't actually verbalize as the hero's journey because he said life is some sort of a he- some sort of a journey and you can be the hero in your own journey just imagine there's a film crew following you and now is the day that you get to stop fucking up now now is the day that you get to eat the right food you know consume the right content uh, you put goals down and you work towards those goals and he said this a couple of years back it's now 2021 it's may of 2021 i'm pretty sure he said this way back in like 2018 maybe 2017 the point is i think he subconsciously tapped into what we now call or have known for a while as the the hero's journey which is the archetypal journey of the common man and when i say man i mean woman as well um it's the archetypal journey and i think that what people get confused with is that they so people will go to the cinema and they will watch star wars and they will whoop and holler and clap and cry for luke they will go and watch indiana jones and they will whoop and holler and laugh and cry for indy they will watch back to the future they will watch harry potter all these movies beowulf is a, is a prime example of the the hero and the archetypal ultimate sacrifice And we watch these movies and we feel connected to them. We feel connected to to buy a t-shirt that has the thing on the front. We feel connected to buy the mug, the DVD. You know, we want to be a part of that universe. And I think people, when they read The Hero's Journey, and when they look at all these books on cinema and how movies are constructed and how they're specifically designed to hit certain triggers and pain points in us for us to react a certain way i think that we see a separation between the cinematic life and the real life almost like the video game revolution that's been taking place in the past 25 years i started playing video games in the mid 80s so i see in this go from something kids would do as a hobby for like 25 cents at a time and put it in the machine and you know da, 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 to now where you have entire worlds online league of legends and um apex and call of duty grand theft auto people have jobs and you know have real estate and vehicles and It's almost like people people intrinsically understand the benefit and the tropes of the hero's journey, but they only apply it to externalize externalized experiences. 
so they 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 tap into the star wars universe they tap into the game of thrones universe they tap into the gta universe they play the role within within the sandbox of that particular universe not understanding that the rules and roles that apply within the universe also apply within their universe because I mean, I don't know whether you believe in um, simulation theory, but if it is true, which I believe it could be, then we are just a game inside a video game inside a video game. We're a simulation inside a simulation inside a simulation. And so these iterations are, I mean, they're catastrophically incomprehensible. And I say that with a smile on my face because I find comfort in the size of that. Some people look at the universe and think, holy fuck, it's too big. I can't take this. I find comfort in the size of that because now it frees me up so that everything I do is really, it is consequential but very inconsequential simultaneously and now it doesn't matter. So... I smile when I say that phrase, that it is catastrophically large. It's it's big, you know, if this is a simulation inside the simulation. And if that is true, then the games that we play, the, the, the Grand Theft Auto 5 simulation is... Uh, the rules inside that game are as applicable. They're not as malleable. Because the universe of Grand Theft Auto is not as, um, there aren't as many iterations inside that universe as there are inside the, quote, real universe, the, the universe we inhabit outside of the game. But I do believe that there are striking similarities and we can learn a lot from those games and we can learn a lot from those movies. We can learn a lot from the indulgence of those universe, universal principles. You know, those universal universe. The, there's something we can, that we can, uh, that we can garner from that. And so this separation that we have in a sense of I will go inside GTA 5 and be this guy who's a criminal and he robs banks and he does this, that and the other and he has a wife and this and that and he has a whatever. There is... There's a deep connection between that and the universe we inhabit. Maybe not in a literal sense, but there is a deep connection theoretically, for sure, because how different is it that we're making all these decisions within this theoretical universe? If we are in a simulation, then the universe we inhabit is therefore theoretical. I mean, it's as real as real is, but... If reality is 
this abstract thing that we can't quite understand because we're living in a simulation of reality. What is real? And what is really real? And how deep does that rabbit hole get? In other words, we look at Luke Skywalker as this epitome of the hero that we can we can cosplay as and look at and be like but only for a short you know for Halloween or for Comic-Con I think we male and female have the ability to draw that as a reality and I think that when people say happiness is you know a b and c happiness is money happiness is uh, a hot partner uh, kids a farm you know your own island whatever it might be i think it's actually simpler than that i think happiness is i think it's somehow connected to um I think it's somehow connected to Jungian theory where there is the self and the shadow self and I think that the shadow self most people look at it as the darkest deepest parts of ourselves and if we integrate the shadow we'll be a happier human being I think it's different I think the shadow self is really the true hero's journey and it's the integration of that that makes us whole and complete and happy no matter where we are or what circumstance Luke isn't happier when he has his medal at the end of the movie you know he's just as happy at the beginning I mean he's happier in the sense that he has a sense of fulfillment in that he's living his true self now he's not just the orphan who lives on you know the planet whatever and he you know he's now found his destiny and I think that if anything, that shadow self is the destiny. And it's slipping into that that makes us truly whole and formed. I really believe that. The more I thought about it lately, the more I really believe that. I think that that happiness is possible. And it's possible because it isn't as complicated as we think it is. It's not. It's nothing to do with this weird, uh, not weird, but complex shadow work it's it's more it's, it's closer to living the truth you know and what i don't mean that in some kind of weird esoteric you know go and meditate and join an ashram in san francisco and no i don't mean that i mean in the same way that you would choose clothes in gta 5 you choose clothes in real life in the same way that you would make decisions in GTA 5, make those decisions in life. I mean, I'm not saying you live the iteration of GTA 5 in real life, but you 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 make those decisions in a laissez-faire attitude because it is that. It, it has that little of importance to the real consequences that may or may not manifest within your real life, surely. I mean, to you it is because you may... Say, fuck it, I'm going to go rob a bank and then that destroys 20 years of your existence or it gets you killed. But I mean, in the grander spectrum, is that really part of the hero's journey? That's the thing. 
And I think that a lot of what we see in video games and horror movies especially and our well, sci-fi is we see the role of the anti-hero because we like to see what happens when you don't live the hero's journey, what happens when you live the anti-hero's journey. But you could theoretically if you woke up today got some paper and a pen and you wrote out what is your journey what is your hero's journey wherever you are in life you're 10 15 20 50 60 32 write out your hero's journey where did this journey begin imagine it was a movie again like joe rogan said imagine your life is a movie again i think he he knew what he was trying to say but he didn't verbalize it this way at least not well i can i can find evidence of on youtube but but imagine you could do that if you could say okay from from year zero to 22 where i am now this is what the hero did the hero did this 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 made this decision made this decision made this decision and how does that now change where, where, where do we go from there this is the point in the story where we are where, what happens now what happens now yes at 22 he or she realized that they wanted to be that they were called to that they were drawn to wherever it might be and so they decided to do this and then afterwards they had this happen to them imagine that your life was a story and you could write the script if you were writing a 90 minute script for a movie about your life that hasn't been lived yet <clears throat> what would it look like but again it has to be simultaneously it has to be truth truth to you but it has to be along the tracks of the hero's journey and i think that's where people go wrong because you can't go wrong with a hero's journey you know you can't like it it is as true as water like it can't be not true you can only go off the track and so again studying the hero's journey as a book and and as a concept and if you watch movies there's nothing that luke could have done to mess up him becoming a jedi and fighting the empire right he could have made mistakes because he did that's part of the journey and you will make mistakes in your journey the point is to have the end goal in place because the the real some heroes die you, you've all seen a movie where the good guy dies because it's not important living and dying at the end of the movie is not important to the maturation of the story 
it's only important that they filled out their part of the hero's journey that's all that counts so if you see yourself right now and you judged yourself and you again wrote out your journey to where you are at 38 years of age living in nebraska 24 living in boise idaho if you wrote that story out from from birth till till today where are you on that timeline where are you on the luke skywalker timeline are you just about to go fly an x-wing or are you still back on your home planet watering plants or are you overweight drunk drug addicted you have no hope in how of ever becoming a person that could take on darth vader yet but now you realize as part of your story you have to get into shape and you have to mature you have to read a book or two you have to have that meeting with Ben Kenobi. Like, this is the thing I'm talking about. Your life is a journey. Some sort of a journey, as Joe Rogan said. It is more than that. It is the hero's journey. It is the journey of God, or at least Jesus, depending on what faith you follow. It is the journey of everyone, male or female. Or somewhere in between. It is everybody's journey. And as soon as you understand that. As soon as you understand that you're on the hero's journey. Whether you like it or not. You just hone. The only thing you have. Is the decision. The decision. To change. The speed. Or the, or the direction you're on the hero's journey you will be born you were you will face trials you haven't will you will die aka you'll pay the ultimate sacrifice the only question is that or what happened in the interim you know did you save the princess did you rescue the prince? Did you kill the evil overlord and rescue your nation? Did you fly the X-Wing against the Empire? Did you, you know, sacrifice yourself to Voldemort for the ultimate reprieve at the end, you know? Like Aslan, did you lay on the table knowing that ultimately your death will result in resurrection this is the question these are the questions that we have to ask it's not am I the hero yeah you are you're the hero when, even if you don't want to be you, it's already been decided the universe has put you into the world into the simulation <laughs> you know someone pressed a button and chose your character boop gave you a name boop gave you some basic clothes boop you're in the game whether you like it or not and whether you're being controlled or not is really irrelevant what's relevant is that you are the hero you're here like it or not now what you have to sacrifice yourself you gotta die might be two years from now might be 22 years from now 
might be 102 years from now if technology goes the way it's going. Um, but where do you go from there? Where do you go? What decision do you make? What is your ultimate? What's the purpose? Like, are you trying to save the Empire? Are you trying to save the Jedi? Are you trying to save the Rebellion? Are you trying to, you know, save Harry? Are you trying to save Hogwarts? Are you determined to destroy X, Y, Z? Like, you have to figure out what that goal is. Is the hero your personal goal? That is absolutely intrinsically part of you as a being, as 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 much of you as your toes, you know, as much of you as your thoughts, as much of you as your heart that beats inside your chest. These things are part of you and integral to you. And so what happens now? You have the paper and the pen in hand, well what happens? You know, life isn't this weird thing where you kind of trip and fall into each situation ad hoc. It is far more controlled than we love to believe. And I think one of the reasons people love to get jobs is because they love the idea that it's out of their control. For eight hours a day, someone tells them what to do. For eight hours a day, they're not the hero of their journey. They're just a pawn in the, in the game of chess. And once you're removed from that, then suddenly you're free and you have to think for yourself and figure out, oh shit, I'm not on the path. I mean, you're always on the path, but you're not on the right path, right? <laughs> you know? The hero's journey. Life is some sort of journey. And you are the hero, whether you like it or not. And it is that simple. It could be that simple. It could be as simple as you simply writing out, here's where I am. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. And you're going to succeed and fail along the way. But ultimately, it's not about succeeding or failing. It's about taking the journey. It's something like, I think... Uh, Nightingale said that success is something like uh, constant progress toward a worthy goal. Now that's that's as good of an explanation of the hero's journey as ever as a, as anything I've ever heard. You know, progress towards a worthy goal. That right there is the sucker punch. That right there is the sucker punch. It's not the car, the Lambo, the women, the dudes, the TikToks, the two billion followers, like it's not that at all. I mean, it, that's the that's the simulation of it, right? That's the projection. That's the Plato's cave, whatever. Um, oh, I can't remember the analogy, but that's the kind of puppetry. You know, it's not the real thing. It, it looks like the real thing. You know, it looks like success. It looks like fame. It looks like you've achieved the goal, but it isn't the goal. That's not the hero's journey. You've lost your way somewhere. It's really very simple. It's it's 
constant progress towards a worthy goal. And that progress can be minute. It can be, I choose to keep breathing today. If you're suicidal, it could be, I choose to walk today. If you're overweight and you drive everywhere. That constant progress toward a worthy goal is the essence of the hero's journey. And the culmination is that you can never be unhappy or never wrong by doing that. Because the journey is a universal one. It's the, it's, it's the journey of life, right? The spinning of the planets is a worthy goal. It's, it's a goal towards the continuation of what is already happening. It, it will end, you know. The earth will consume the sun, uh, the sun will consume the earth in the way that the simulation will consume me and you and everyone else listening to this at some point. That's not the that's not the the point of the exercise. The point is to be constantly progressing towards the worthy goal. That is the hero's journey. And it isn't something that's relegated to movies and books and you know, video games. It is something that we are all a part of. We are all on that journey. And what if you could just write it out like a script? What if you could just get a pen and paper and decide what your journey is? Rather than the universe nudging and winking and pushing you and, you know, corralling you into this particular... frame what if you could literally decide the outcome of your particular hero's journey in a very literal way in the same way that you could write a song about you know Buddy Holly and the day the music died what if you could write the story of your life before it happened and then slip into that from today here's where I am here's where I came from and here's where I'm going and I will make mistakes on that way and I won't succeed <laughs> you know that's the thing you know you're not going to succeed you can't okay because you're not the perfect human being you're not you're not Jesus you're not the perfect human being you are going to fail at your ultimate goal but that's not the point it's the hero's journey, not the hero's destination. <laughs>